I would never forget it. Welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies they find on streaming services. I'm 50% of your host, Kevin. And I'm the other 50% Bree. And suck it, Bree, for thinking I'd forget how to do this after so long away. <laughs> Welcome back, honey. I'm so glad to have you. Yeah, you other co-hosts ain't got nothing on the OG. Uh, our other co-hosts that helped while you were gone are very much appreciated. And then that way we were able to keep up with the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, I guess y'all get a pass. <laughs> but I'm watching. You come for the king, put you down. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't come for you. I invited them. <laughs> oh, the betrayal came from inside the kingdom. It did, yeah. At two podcast wife. Yes. At two. And real life wife. Imagine that. Oh, no, we do this just tell the camera stop rolling. Uh, <laughs> then we go on our separate ways. Yep. You have a uh, less than awesome apartment and I have a lovely home. Why do I? Why do I live in the worst place? Because you're not with me. So wait, your life is somehow better when I'm not in it, but mine gets worse if you're not around. Is yeah. that how you see that going? <laughs> yes. You're like, yeah, uh, some people are meant to be the anchors around other people's legs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you are my albatross, Kevin. That is what has <laughs> happened. <laughs> I make you thrive and you just keep me chained to the ground. Yep. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, so this is uh, a marital journey, not marital bliss through movie night. Um, <laughs> we are watching a movie this month kicking off October, which is yeah, it's our jam for movies. Honestly, we do. We do tend to gravitate towards horror. They're so good. It, I mean, they're not, but they're so good. I, you know, even when horror is not good, it can be really good except for like 10 minutes to midnight that was not good um there is something about a bad horror movie that can be enjoyable yeah in a way that a bad drama or a bad action movie can't be yeah um because a bad horror movie can just slide into camp or can slide into like so bad it's good it's really tough to have like a drama that does that. Even the room you're like, Oh, I don't, a lot of horror movies. I don't ever feel like I'm laughing at the crew in the cast in the movie. Right. Whereas a lot of the times, like in a bad drama, I'm like, Oh, you all, you all believed, you all believed in yourselves <laughs> so much. And this is what you did. Uh, whereas horror, I'm like, y'all knew what you were getting into. All right. Yep. It was, it was a movie about a, uh, a dresser drawers that ate people like you had to understand there was not a, there wasn't a like a high ceiling for this <laughs> it's true it's very true yeah. so uh we are we are in our we are in our our prime spooktober month I, i'm sure that's trademarked by some company but come at me all right come at me actually i would love it because if you sued us that would have to go to discovery and that means 12 more listeners on the jury <laughs> We get them how we can. Yeah, and the, the judge would be like, this couple, we sentence them to being delightful. <laughs> we find them quite charming. Yeah. Also, you can have all the money we make from this podcast, which is not great. 
We're almost at twenty dollars. Yeah, I uh, I hope to one day stop having to steal airline headphones. <laughs> In case these ones go out. It's not stealing if you're in first class. Yeah. Uh, one day I would like to have to fly first class without having to worry about winning a radio contest first. Or uh, <laughs> lying to them and saying a family member died. Um, I, I don't know if Delta tracks that, but they're like, God, his family is very perishable. Um, <laughs> Started out large. How small can it get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he related to everyone? I think he might be killing family. <laughs> Are we just traveling around as yeah. a serial killer? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're just his favorite airline. Oh, how bad would that be if you were the airline? Like, Jeffrey Dahmer approves Delta Comfort Plus. <laughs> um, all right, we 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 vamped and glammed and yes anded. Uh, let's let's get into our movie. Okay, let me share for those that are watching on our YouTube channel. And uh, I want to say we're having to go back to Shutter. Um, not that I have anything wrong with Shutter. That the way I said that made it sound like I got beef with Shutter. I don't. It it's just um, like we slowly every year wean ourselves off of our dependency on like specific <laughs> genre subscription services. And Shudder is that one that we always end up like having to retap the vein. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, um, God damn it. I want to get away from like, you don't own me for five ninety nine a month. And then every time I'm like, well, you do. Daddy uh, likes his horror movies. I guess. Was, I don't it know. Was, it was funny uh, because you actually text me and you're like, do you even watch Acorn? Like, why are you subscribed to Acorn? And I'm like, that's, Practically all I watch. I love a good British, New Zealand, Australian murder mystery show. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm I, I'm that way with so many of ours. Like <laughs> every time we think of like downsizing our streaming services, yeah, uh, we're like, but what about this one niche thing that it yep. does really well? Yeah, or like one show, and I'm just I can't do it. I can't do it. HBO Max got its hooks in me. <laughs> ain't coming out. Uh, Hulu, like every time we're like Hulu, we're done with you, and then we're like Hulu, we're sorry, we didn't mean it. <laughs> you can raise your price one dollar. It's was I just we won't have health insurance. Um, <laughs> um yes, I feel you because I was thinking about canceling paramount and then i'm like no the new um criminal mind series comes out on thanksgiving <laughs> yeah but it's become its own game in our house so just like trying to figure out which streaming service has which movie that we want to see yeah i had to google okay. one the other day <laughs> yeah we had to that well that was the closest we've had to a movie meltdown moment uh, oh, a triple M it, over the North man <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out which streaming service it was on. <laughs> I thought you were going to throw a tantrum like a like a toddler, uh, like a, a berserker North man with uh, with a, a, a when he gets a spear thrown at him and he catches it midair and hucks it back. No, you that were awesome. No, definitely not that awesome. That was that, <laughs> that was the way I envisioned it having happened. Um, I'm sure just all, all six packy and shredded like. Uh, <laughs> Like whatever his name is, Alexander Sarsgaard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Alex McYummy Tummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he was grimy in it, and we know how you love grimy men. <laughs> I do love me a grime boy. He actually was less attractive when he 
took a bath. I was like, wait, what is this? And then they cut his hair and I was like, it was like a bowl cut from the 50s. What do you do? Oh, man. Historical accuracy. No, give me hunky, grimy Viking boy. uh, Yeah. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you? Know your demographic. Uh, (laughs) This is. I love that movie, by the way. False advertising, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I can't masturbate to bowl cut. I had one of those when I was 12. I can't can't keep hard with a haircut I had. (laughs) Are you saying you never had Viking braids? I never had hair long enough. My hair curled, so I just looked really weird. I wanted to put them in my beard, and then I saw an actual adult that wasn't shredded with them. And Uh I was like, I'm good. I'm good. That's what it turns into. I'm fine. It's just, it's never going to be badass. Um, <laughs> You'd have to spend a lot of hours in the gym for it to be that cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, it turns out the muscles are actually what makes the beard with beads in it look cool. Not, not one doesn't preclude the other. There's a very specific order it has to go in. <laughs> Okay, should we get the get talking about the we movie? We did. We got it up for a second, and then you <laughs> took it down because you're like, he's not done yet. Um, he's, he's focusing on the Alexander Sarsgaard of it all. So let's I'm see more. Focusing on them abs. All right. <laughs> it's funny they call him a washboard, but that boy didn't clean up with them. All nope. right. <laughs> Okay, let's try. Uh, Yeah, yeah, let's get uh, serious pants on. Uh, So we're going to be watching 2019's The Mortuary Collection. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. This cover does not instill high hopes. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, So you actually chose the movie because I told you I was tired of choosing movies for the last three uh, episodes that you were gone. Um. And uh, you were uh, you were swayed by the Clancy Brown of it all uh, because he is a predominant featured character on this cover. Uh, Would you like to describe the cover? Uh, Yeah. So we got a giant Clancy Brown with menacing hands like Mr. Burns. Yes. But like (laughs) grasping. At uh, a young redheaded woman, Clancy Brown, I would describe as a mix up of um, Dr. Jekyll or actually Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. and Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. The green skin, kind of corpse like he's wearing a, a top hat. Yep. And uh, he's got yellow teeth. It actually does not look too much like Clancy Brown. No. Which I. And I'm such a Clancy Brown fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I love him in literally anything he's in. He elevates for me um, just like just two notches of yep. where it should be. Um, I loved him as Lex Luthor in the Superman cartoons. I uh, loved him as the Kurgan. Yep. Um, I almost wish we had more Highlander movies where the Kurgan was the villain. <laughs> or I would love a Highlander movie where the Kurgan was a, just the protagonist. He was um, uh- he was good in Last Looks. Last Looks. He made uh, Sleepy Hollow watchable. Yeah. <clears throat> the the and TV we also, series, yeah. We also um, just saw him in Nightmare Alley. We did, yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just this character actor that, like, you pops up in things and you're like, this is very nice. I appreciate you. His voice <laughs> is very, um, can both, both be like a soothing dad voice and then mm-hmm. also very terrifying. And I love that dynamic <laughs> to him. Um, so he is grasping at a 
it young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally thought she had red hair, but she just it's kind of blonde and it's got a weird braid in it. And she's kind of wearing a weird outfit in general. I'm gonna say like it's a a weird jacket and it's, honey, it's a jacket and a scarf. That's weird. I don't I don't approve of that. This is a scarf. I don't approve it. It's Gryffindor colors. Uh, you know this is a Hufflepuff house. <laughs> You've never done anything brave or particularly smart or ambitious. <laughs> we are but very we are, cuddly, though. <laughs> we're good finders because we found this movie. Um, That's but she, TBD, babe. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's reading a book. Uh, and then around her in various stages, there's what looks like a roulette wheel mm-hmm. or a clock face. Like Oh, it looks like a clock face. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think. No, it's got a four, a zero. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird clock then. Yeah. Wrong clock. Uh, there's two wedding rings. There's a woman screaming with branches around her. Another woman screaming. There's some what looks like little furry tribble characters with glowing red eyes. There's a chest full of blood with a hand coming out of it and a bride's veil on it. So that's a full on skeleton, honey. Yeah. I saw that now. And then there's three characters wearing hoods like they're cultists, but they also might be there for the greater good. <laughs> A little hot fuzz uh, action there. Uh, and then there's blood droplets. So I'm I'm confident based on being called the Mortuary Collection. Oh, and, and a scary haunted house. Mortuary Collection and all the like split up images. Mm. Anthology. You, you know, I, of course, also thought anthology. Um, so did you mention this lady over here? Yeah, I said she was screaming. Uh, she actually looks like she's laughing in joy in front of a mirror. And she looks to be sitting on top of a um, morgue table that looks like it's got a body underneath like a sheet and like it's missing its feet. I don't know. I would agree. Yeah. Oh, we're zooming in now. Oh, those must be rats with glowing eyes. These are little with... skeletons. Oh, are they skeletons? I thought they were See? rats. No, they're skeletons. You I got know. more of a you more of a pinch and zoom than I do. So glowy skeletons. Yeah. Okay. And, and then this... I see there's a formaldehyde or a blood bag there. So it must be yep. like a at a a funeral home. Oh, mortuary. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's all come together. This fucking Kaiser Soze this movie. Um, just. You're like, how did that happen? They just put all that in there. Huh. <laughs> okay. Do you want to read the quote from Sam Raimi? A twisted tapestry of grisly fun and endlessly inventive terror. Ooh. Which also I hate as a quote because it's like, it doesn't say if it's good or bad. You're just like, yeah, it's. It's a tapestry. It's like, well, some tapestries suck shit, Sam. <laughs> I'm trying to see. I zoomed in on the little the little words, and I'm trying to see if I recognize anybody else's names. Okay. Clancy Brown, Caitlin Fisher, Christine Kilmer. Jacob uh, Eldery is that guy from um, the kissing booth that everybody's real hot on right now. So I know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a guy named after Mentos. Mentos? Yeah, it's a casting by Rich Mento. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> He's fresh and full of life. Um, I, so my predictions, can we jump into predictions? Because I, I I don't know these people and I never would have anyways. Like it could say Jack Nicholson and Johnny Depp. And I'd be like, 
I've never heard of them. <laughs> Just random names I chose. <laughs> These are two cool newcomers. And uh, who's this Hemsworth? Oh, I bet he's. You definitely know all the Hemsworths, babe. <laughs> I don't. I've literally had to ask you how many of them there are. There's three. Yeah. And then I was like, I know Chris and I know Luke. And I was like, what's the third one's name? Is it Timothy? Well, shit. Now I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. What's the what's the Eric? No, uh, Chris, Luke, Sebastian. Fuck. What is his name? God damn it. Marcus. You just keep talking. What's your prediction? Uh, my prediction is you're not going to find out. There is no third Hemsworth. Um, it was all a marketing. Liam, court. Liam, he's the one that married Miley Cyrus. Oh yeah, and Liam's actually the one that I would be able to pick out between. It would be Liam and Chris that I could pick out, and the other one I couldn't. I could because he was on Westworld. Yeah, and yeah. he played yeah. He, he played um, Thor in the Thor movie in the play. Okay. Which I thought was funny. It yeah, I guess. Uh, whatever. I, I, so yeah. We have issues around love and thunder. Uh, anyways, I don't. I loved it. Well, then that makes me thunder. All right. <laughs> My predictions for this movie is this girl stumbles. Uh, it's a dark and stormy night. She gets in a car accident or something. She stumbles to the mortuary where she's greeted by Clancy Brown. Are you doing the beginning of Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, I think this is going <laughs> to Rocky Horror Picture Show a bit. And he takes her on a tour of all these different grisly murders and like dead bodies and then like retells the tale. And that's when we see the the anthology. And then it turns out he isn't uh, actually uh, the mortuary person. He's actually like Satan. And she died in that car accident, which is also, gosh, not only Rocky Horror Picture Show, also the framing narrative for Tales from the Crypt. Or not tales from the crypt. Fuck tales from the hood. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Where those guys actually died in a in a, a like a drive by shooting. Yes. Yeah. I love okay. it. It's classic. Why fuck with the original? Why why mess with something good? <laughs> okay. What's your prediction? So I also think it's going to be an anthology. I thought about being the devil's advocate and being like, ah, no. But no, it's definitely going to be an anthology. Um. I think that she is going to uh, like this old mortuary is the place that all the kids go to like dare each other, whether or not they're cool enough to stay in it. And so she is um, going to be uh, dared to go in it. And she finds this book while she's exploring and she opens the book and starts reading it. And that's when it triggers Clancy Brown to be the framing narrator. And he, the book is going to have the stories of all the different ways that these people on the cover died. And at the very end, uh, after her friends, quote unquote, they're not really good friends. Um, they try to come in and see, like, make fun of her, and they all end up getting killed, and she gets to escape the night. I, I can dig it. I can dig it. I don't think Clancy would let anyone leave alive. After all, <laughs> as we learned, there can be only one. There can be only one. <laughs> all right. 
I'm kind of excited to watch this. I haven't watched an anthology or at least a horror anthology in a hot minute. So I'm kind of excited to go back and see one. So So. I I assume we're going to do a a horror themed October. Is that what you're? I think we're going to get tricked into it. I mean, by tricked into it, like that's our treat. (laughs) I'm trying to just shoehorn every Halloween thing. No, I mean, like we 80 percent of the time pick a horror movie anyways that's true We're probably gonna end up being mostly horror based in october like really all we have to do is change nothing that we do differently uh, <laughs> on this podcast actually as uh that's uh, as you folks have learned we are consistent in our um, inconsistencies it's very true it's it's unintentional but you know we definitely do gravitate <laughs> yeah uh we are plain vanilla with sprinkles folks <laughs> damn it now i want a cupcake <laughs> i was going ice cream so this is where we're gonna disagree <laughs> all right babe should we go watch a movie let's go watch a movie and get some snacks snacks And we're back, Do having it. just watched the Mortuary Collection. Yeah, it was spooky. Kevin, I know you're being jiggly for funsies, but you're moving your cord and it's making noises. I'm jiggly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. I'm not, I'm not stuck in a mortuary. You are not stuck in a funeral home, no. Yeah. We uh, we we watched this and okay, I'm gonna ask you first off before we get into what you snacked on. Did you get for like the first ten minutes of this movie that this was like a uh, almost like a, a children's version of an anthology? Yeah. So actually, my first thought was I thought this was going to be a horror version of the TV series Once Upon a Time, where instead of stuck in. Um, Storybrooke with all of the fairy tale characters, you they were stuck in Raven's End with all of the like boogeyman characters. Yeah, so I was I was watching this at the start and I was like, man, is this like is this gonna end up being like a good like first intro to horror movies for younger yeah. people if they're like horror anthologies? No. And then no, uh, around the part where a man's dick exploded. I was like, probably not for all ages. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, what what did we snack on during this? I, I remember. Vividly. You, you ordered bow. Yeah. Mm, I love me a steamed bun filled with pork. And we, we discovered have... you don't. No, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> a steam bun filled with pork pretty much describes my personality. Yeah. And you d- did not enjoy it. I did. I did not. No. Uh-uh. Swing and a miss on my part to explore new cultures with you. Yeah. Um. So, no, I, I, I like I, I just didn't. You know, I you know how I feel about things that are stuffed better be with cheese i don't know like you make it sound like you have a rule that you follow you like you know the stuffing rule in this house well rule one queso donuts with cream in them i can't i can't do uh i just i i like burritos but i don't know it's 
There's Are you really going to call a burrito stuffed with? I mean, yeah, kind of, but it's wrapped. Up. Yeah, it's the, it's the like, line you draw in things is very weird to me, and I don't understand it all the time. So what's your stance on calzones? Because I know you like pizza. I don't really care for calzones. You just you don't like not being able to see the ingredients. Is that it's it? true? It's very true. Yeah, because uh, you're always afraid somebody's going to sneak something in. Yeah, like onions. I was gonna say like a finger, but onions works too. No, You're like, no, it's yeah. definitely <laughs> onions are the detached finger of the food world for you. Yep, it's true. <laughs> uh, I think it's... you would actually rather bite into a finger as long as it wasn't onions. Oh God, why are you grossing me out? There were because... there were a couple points in this movie that I actually gagged. I think two. You gagged. Yeah, you did. You had one in the first story. Yeah. And I, uh, I laughed. But then you were pretty good after that. Yeah. Uh, you do like to laugh at me. So. Um, Where are you looking? I'm sorry. I'm looking up the trivia for this movie. Yeah, it's like I'm just like you're looking off screen at a, something is like, are you look? It's like you're being held hostage on your own podcast where you're like, <laughs> are they are they giving you a message to read? My apologies. <laughs> well, no, it's just if both of us are distracted, uh, this podcast falls apart. And <laughs> honestly, uh, I don't have enough ADHD meds to cause this to dial in right now, hon. Listen, babe, I carried us for three weeks. You can handle three you minutes. You <laughs> did not carry us for three weeks because there was no us for that three weeks. There was just you and what you needed to do. I am really glad you're back, by the way. I'm really glad to be back. Uh, I'm really glad this was our movie back too because it was enjoyable. Um, so yeah. it, it, it's a it's an anthology movie. It's got a framing narrative. The framing narrative is Clancy Brown plays a kind of kindly but also creepy mortuary uh, funeral director. I guess would be his job. Yep. He kind of mm-hmm. does everything. Mortician. Um, yeah, and he's looking for help. He has a help wanted sign, and a woman comes in. Um, Sam. Sam to get help and as the story keeps going and unraveling she he or she finds out Sam finds out that he's been recording the stories not just of how people died but he's very emphatically in saying like why they died yeah it's it's really interesting because he is truly a collector of those stories and yeah. um he he does this at the very beginning they there's a funeral for a little boy um, and he does this really big, like to do, so he's not only the funeral director, he's also like the priest or the person that speaks at a funeral, which is very not like a funeral director point or like funeral directors don't do that. That's not part of their service. Um, and he, he talks about stories and how important they are, which is actually really kind of fun to me because it's a little bit meta in the fact that this whole thing is a story (laughs) and it's multiple stories within a story. Um, It wasn't the framing narrative that I thought it was going to be. And it, it was interesting because uh, although he reads her the stories uh there one of the things I appreciated about all the little vignette stories was that there was a through line like there was a character uh that was in almost all of them and I always appreciate when there's that overlap um 
there was actually one guy that goes crazy in one of the stories and you see him later in another story uh, at the asylum. So I appreciated how interwoven the characters were in said stories. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a well put together one. So he's telling Sammy stories. The first one is called Unprotected, correct? Yeah. And it's the uh, guy convincing. Nope. The first one was the girl in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a that's actually a really interesting warm up one, too, because yeah. it's very uh, small. It's almost like a like a bottle episode in a in vignettes where mm-hmm. she just gets sucked into a, a medicine cabinet that after she goes snooping well she was a thief yeah yeah she was uh had basically kind of robbed a guy that was interested in her romantically she had three different wallets and yeah. a watch yeah and she gets sucked into a medicine cabinet and cracked in half uh by a by a, a cthulhu yes uh, but here's my question to you. How did he have her body if she got sucked into the medicine cabinet? Man, Cthulhu got a poop. <laughs> Cthulhu got a poop. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It's never a thing you think about. I guess not. But, uh, <laughs> there's got to be uh, what is dead may never die. And uh, given eternal or strange eons, even Cthulhu got a poop. Even Cthulhu got a poop. Yeah, it's in the book. Everybody poops, even Cthulhu is in like brackets. (laughs) You're going to have to make that happen on mid journey. (laughs) Oh, man. I've already had so many warnings for oopsies, body horror. Um, But yeah, so she gets and that's actually really like I said, that's just kind of a quick one. And he. He even makes a point like because she's like, oh, that was fast. And he's like, yeah, it's but the point remains. And she's like, what? And he's like, what do you think? And just don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. And he's like, yeah, kind of, but not like really in the cosmic sense. Yeah. And uh, which actually serves as a great warning for later where it's just like, stop fucking asking questions. Like, Mm -hmm. don't don't go looking where looking for answers where you don't want to find them. Yeah. Um, which could have served her a little bit better. Then the second one is unprotected, mm-hmm. which is guy in like, I assumed the 1950s or 60s. Okay. Can we talk about the time, uh, the times of the this movie? Because it all felt very 1950s, but there were a lot of um, uh, to date luxuries that were peppered in. So they did a really good job of not nailing down a specific time for any of these stories, honestly, because yes, the unprotected felt very um, 1950s, but there were a lot of things about it that made it like some of the commentary, some of the language that they used were all very like 2000s. It's very anachronistic. Um, yes. Yes. Doesn't mm-hmm. fit any specific time. Yeah. He's convincing women to uh, have sex with him because he's like condoms are the liberator and they mm-hmm. kill the patriarchy. And he convinces a woman. Yeah. Convinces a woman to come back to his frat and have sex with him. And uh, she asks him if he uses protection. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he gets rid of the condom, which not cool, bro. Yeah, that's right. Not cool. Also, like, dude. Bro, 
And we find out he's had sex with 66 other people besides her. And if he... All the STDs. He... Don't slut shame the himbo, Bree. Yeah. <laughs> don't slut shame the himbo. I'm not slut shaming him. I'm STD shaming him. You don't know how the himbo operates. I don't... I don't, I don't, it was his first time to the STD doctor. So man had uh, rolled the dice and won a lot of times, I guess. I don't know. What do you want from me here? I don't know Anyways, where you're going with this. I don't he know. He wakes why up the next morning. She has left him and been like, call me. Mm-hmm. And then he starts, uh, he has a rash and some mm-hmm. discomfort when he pees. He has some sickness in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, starts to have a grow in his tummy. His tum-tums. And we find out that he's pregnant when he goes to get his STD check. Yep. Yeah. And he goes to meet the girl. Well, he was an asshole first and wiped her number off his mirror. Yeah. Because he wasn't so going to call her again. Yeah, because he was never going to call her again. Um, and uh, he had to try like 20 different numbers. And finally got her. Which I was, I was like, dude, we, I can read that fucking number still. You're bad yeah. at it. You're bad at them. <laughs> How long have you been in college? Is this, a, is this a community college? I'm not insulting people that go to community colleges, but you're having the trouble with numbers. <laughs> um, yeah. So he finally gets a hold of her and he's like, hey, can we hang out? Finding out that this has all happened within like half a day this gestation period and him going to the doctor first of all how accessible is that doctor that he got in within minutes yeah <laughs> wow i mean the medical system in the 1950s very different than ours that's how you know uh, this is a fantasy story um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh we live in a dystopia oh uh, so he goes to. Well, they, the, they have a ceremony for him for hitting the like sacred number of 67. Which is 67. And then he they lift him up and they can't lift him because, you know, he's fat because he's pregnant. Yeah. And they finally lift him up and he like his water breaks. But it's like. Goo. Yeah. Which I don't real. know if I don't know if the fluid a woman, a person with a uterus drops when they have a baby coming. I don't know if it's gooey. I don't, I don't I've never been around it. I've never been adjacent to goo. I just always assume it's water consistency because they say it's your <clears throat> water breaks. I have no idea. Uh I again, mean, it's not an experience I have. We're never gonna go there. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, and if I start leaking goo <laughs> out myself, it, and it's 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 a viscous enough liquid that you have to say it weird. You can't just say goo. You it looks like, like goo. He- it looks like he bukkakeed on all of his frat brothers. Oh God, is that the way you want to say that? That's the way we're going to phrase that, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's accurate, but I don't <laughs> love it. I, don't I didn't love watching it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that was what caused the gag. Um, yeah. So was. he finally goes to her house, and her parents act the same way, um, like you would expect parents if it was a male. Like, again, th- this isn't a subtle metaphor that's happening right no, now. It's it's, not. <laughs> but she comes down and she's like, oh, man, you said you were using protection. <laughs> 
The parents and are just like shaking their head, getting him ready for pregnant for the birth. Yeah, they have like a little like a button they can push in their table, like pulls their all kitchen, out and stuff their, with yeah, stirrups and everything. <laughs> and then like labor happens, and she starts picking up a phone and calling up another guy to hook up with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, it turns out I'm going to be free tonight." And uh, he's he's like, "Wait, what's going on? Why don't you love me?" Um, and he didn't parent, say that. It was very much implied that he was like, what's happening? <laughs> Why won't this work? And then he's like, wait, where's this going to come out of? And the mom just like, well, where went in? Yep. And, and I could just feel Kevin's whole body go. Ugh! Well, I was like, that's why you use the butt. No. <laughs> Kevin. Would have been way easier to poop. Uh, a little demon baby out then like pass it like a angry kidney stone oh my god so anyways he he pees out his demon baby but it actually doesn't pee it out it it bursts out of his ding dong yeah uh penis for those that don't know his phallic object which you know i didn't think we'd get another um faux dick in our repertoire uh after wolf cop uh but we did (laughs) yeah we're back to fake dicks uh, exploding um (laughs) this one like a burst sausage i want to say to all those girls that are like oh jacob eldery he's so cute uh you should watch this movie because you are not gonna feel the same way after i like that he justified not using condom too he's like i used to be fat i'm like that's weird logic yeah <laughs> he's like because girls wouldn't talk to me and i'm like i was like props because that's shitty logic that guys use to try to justify bad behavior yeah but i'm also like this is dumb this is like you guys have to know this sounds dumb right like this shouldn't <laughs> work but yeah uh so that one was the first one i was like oh this isn't kids this isn't because like no. even the lady getting killed by the octopus i'm like yeah you could maybe show that uh it wasn't like a, a super 13 bloody. or 14 year old um but this one i was like nope dicks explode um and you see it (laughs) yeah and then we get uh we get what was the third story i didn't know we were gonna have to you didn't think we were gonna have to go through store the stories well i don't know about you but i'm gonna recommend this movie so i don't want to ruin them all well god dang woman uh the third story was oh it's the elevator guy yeah the elevator guy um it's a None of these stories, and actually Clancy Brown references it, like none of these stories uh, are that unique mm-hmm. in a way. He's like, yeah, the the form may be similar, but the delivery is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the final story is uh, about a babysitter defending their ward, their, their, their baby. I don't want to say his a, name. A marauding, uh, from a marauding insane person, child murderer. Yeah. Um, so what's actually funny is uh, the um, the girl watches a movie uh, called The Babysitter Murders. And that movie is actually a short film that the writer director of this movie did called the babysitter murders. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So 
I thought you might find that interesting. That's cool. I, I like little details like that. And that's kind of a fun way to reference your own work. I think um, trick or treat does that too. I love trick or treat. Where um, there's like a, there's a cartoon that they watch. And that was the first, like his storyboard for trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Or it was his like kind of his uh, proofing or whatever they call it in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of a neat thing that you, you'll see. Yeah. Um, I loved the babysitter story. I think probably my favorite of them. One, cause it, it becomes this weird action movie at one point. It was very, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It was intense. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of it. There was some fight choreography, like some hits that I was like, God damn, that was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it, it's got a twist and like you'll see the twist coming a little bit at a certain mm-hmm. point, but it's, it's very well done. I mean, it's very well done around the, like whose perspective are you seeing things from mm-hmm. um, where do, do other things fit in to make sense and switch it around things like that. And you're like, Oh, this is really cool. And that actually leads into the final bit of the framing narrative, mm-hmm. which ties it all back around, which uh, I was a little bit right in that it was a trap for her. Yes. But yeah. I was very wrong in why it was a trap for her. Yes. Um, I So I know this sounds weird, but now I want a movie uh, like the one I described that I want it to be like a horror movie or um, a scary story town. <laughs> Where where normal kids just have to navigate it? How well? I guess that's more like Spooksville, the Christopher Pike series. Did you ever read that? No, of course not. Okay, well that was. I was never a twelve year old girl in nineteen ninety six. Fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't twelve in ninety six. By the way, that's oh, bad eleven. Math. I was. Never mind. Um. So I. I was very intrigued by Raven's or Raven's End as a whole, because, you know, as the little um, newspaper boy is riding through there on his bicycle, uh, you see all these cool characters in the town. Uh, At one point, he he, um, bicycles by the uh, fisherman and in the net, he's caught like a baby Cthulhu um, octopus bad guy kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, there were just, there were newspaper headlines that were like so intriguing and the tooth fairy killer. Yeah. And I just, I wanted more of that. Not that I didn't enjoy the stories and the mortuary and how they all tied together. Like I said, I'm a big fan of when the story vignettes all end up connecting, but damn, I'm interested in Raven's end. Well, and it's so weird because, again, it has this fairy tale esque quality to it. I mean, it really tonally it feels like that's what they were trying to do was make like a kid's movie kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And for those stories and it's weird because the stories even themselves, there's something about them. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the way in which they're shot mm-hmm. or, or a frame like they don't feel as horrific. I think it's because everything's shot close up. There's so, nothing either. I mean, there's some like really good creature effects. There's some really like eerie visuals mm-hmm. and there's, but there's something about this that still feels fairy tale and whimsical in a way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so weird. Um, very so, much reminds me of the old creep show. 
if you remember that anthology. I didn't watch no, that. No, because you didn't live my life. All right, cool. No. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, what I was going to tell you is that when I looked at the trivia, uh, the mortuary is actually the Flavel, Flavel House Museum in Astoria, Oregon. Oh, no shnikes. So scenes in and around the mortuary were filmed in Astoria, Astoria, Oregon, the same locations where the Goonies was filmed, which makes me wonder if we were like internalizing the feel of the Goonies as we were watching this, because there was a lot of the same feel between those two movies. Yeah. Interesting. Um, He could be. And maybe it's also because we're slightly familiar with Astoria because we've been there a couple times mm-hmm. on family vacations and then just together. Yeah. I did comedy there one time at the mm-hmm. Astoria Temple. I almost kind of want to rewatch that and be like, do I recognize any of these places? Well, it, it's definitely how Astoria feels that like yeah. mi- that misty uh, kind of remote uh, fishing area. Kind of. You don't know where what fucking time it's set yes. in. you're like, yeah. oh, this. how do you have cars from the 1950s that are perfect? And then you're like, here's a Prius that's rusted out. How did that happen? Yeah. So uh, another thing that I thought was interesting in this, and it's not interesting for you, but Shay will appreciate this. Um, most of the books, because at one point he shows her his library, mm-hmm. uh, most of the books in the film were left over from the TV series, The Librarians. <laughs> So it no, was- they left the library from the librarians. <laughs> uh, so Shay will appreciate that. Uh, Those and then- books are going to be so overdue. <laughs> Think about the the uh, fee on that. <laughs> yeah, that would make you want to die. Um, the uh, Clancy Brown's makeup took two and a half hours to apply and one hour to remove. I did kind of feel bad for Clancy Brown in this. Tell me why. Because they, they put him in so much old man makeup. And I'm like, dude, Clancy Brown ain't young. Like, you could have, <laughs> you didn't have to do that to my boy like that. Like, you weren't <laughs> making him look that much older. I, there was definitely, I mean, the wrinkles were, he looked like, like they tried to make him look like a, a ruddy lurch from the yeah. monster. I mean, they were trying to make him look kind of monstrous in a way, or yeah. just like, but I was just like, yeah, man, you could have just it's kind of like Ron Perlman. Like, man, stop putting my boy in that six hour Hellboy makeup. Like <laughs> he's in his 60s. Just let the guy, you know, he just again, we all will suspend disbelief. We'll all be like, yep, he's a giant red demon. We get it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's been through enough. So uh, the the um, frat house that. um the pregnant guy was from that it was actually called the sigma theta delta house std yeah <laughs> i like how they referenced uh pregnancy as a, as yeah, a what kids child. are in std because <laughs> i'm a comic from the 90s but i'm <laughs> um all right so let's talk cover what would you what would you change on this one what would you do differently you know i feel like the cover actually a it hits all the stories Mm um b uh it does have that kind of whimsical feel to it i thought at first it was 
when I've looked at it, I'm like, oh God, this is a really cheesy cover. You know, it's got almost a cartoonish feel to it. Um, Maybe the cover did also add some of that because it does feel like very much like goosebumps, like trying to make mm-hmm. you like Halloween town kind of like, oh, it's spooky, but not too spooky. PG-13 spooky. It's not. People do not let your child watch this if they're under the age of 13. <laughs> I mean, also, like, I think if I would have watched this at like 10, 11, 12, it's the right kind of horror movie to watch, have a younger kid watch because there's not anything. I mean, it's. It's a horror movie that's rated R, but it's not anything super bad that you're like, oh, yep, I'm going to do some damage. That kid's going to like, it's not going to be like when I watched Tremors and had to like run to rocks for a week. (laughs) So you're saying an exploding dick would not have caused you nightmares? No, man, because I wouldn't have barebacked a strange chick on one night of knowing her. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'd have waited till the second night. <laughs> I, if, if anything, this is a really good like sex, sex education. Like, <laughs> make sure you wear protection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's how uh, we should do this. This should be shown in schools. That that <laughs> just this that one section. <laughs> They're like, and if you have sex with a woman, this is what'll happen. She puts a demon baby in you, and then your dick blows up. So ultimately, stay fat. <laughs> I'm, I guess. I don't know. Um, it also implies that fat people can't have sex, and it's like, mm. <laughs> no, it was just that he wasn't having sex with the people that he wanted to have sex with. Oh, he was. He, yeah, he's a narcissist, honey. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. I didn't feel sadness when he exploded and a demon baby came out of his dick. Well, then they take it upstairs and you find out, like, she's got so many demon babies. Yeah. I'm like, at a certain point, I'm like, hey, man, you need to start taking precautions, too. I mean, <laughs> one exploding dick pregnancy, shame on them. Two, <laughs> shame on you. 30, the fuck? Get a vibrator. Like that, That's why I honestly thought she was going to be like a succubus. Um, but they didn't imply that. No, but like she had like 30 little demon babies. I'm like, that's gotta, they can't all be on formula. (laughs) The house is going to go bankrupt. (laughs) Also, how many guys did you trick into like, or how many, not trick, but how many guys had unprotected sex with you? Your family had to invent a mobile like dinner table slash delivery yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's not an antique. That wasn't handed down, hopefully, generation <laughs> to generation. Like Oh man. Um, so, I think if I were gonna change the cover, I would actually have it be the book that he reads out of. Okay. The mo- the one that titled yeah. The Mortuary Collection. I think I would uh since a lot of it's framed around the child that he ends up cremating at the end mm-hmm. i would do the that casket going into the fire mm-hmm. and then some of the images coming up out of the flames Ooh, I like around that. it uh and do it in the kind of the painterly style that's one of the other things is like you don't notice that on that cover that it's kind of painted because mm-hmm. it's a bad photoshop filter really is what it looks like mm-hmm. um but they're trying to create that like 70s or 80s horror movie feel i would say actually like spend the money and get it painted and mm-hmm. I might have created a better effect. Um, I think that would be kind of an interesting one. Um, 
because the the green C or the green Clancy Brown just I think that's the only that's the weakest part in that Agreed. cover is it just it takes up too much it almost feels like it was added after the fact like they had on the cover they had uh, it all the, the painted effect and it didn't look bad and yeah. then they added that in there to be like but we got to have Clancy on it and mm-hmm. I'm like you don't um, you could have put him in another place or like him he behind in the flames like you know i was gonna say they could have put him um they could have put him in the doorway of the actual mortuary like maybe brought that to the forefront and uh had him standing there all right okay so let's actually take a look at this cover while we've got it up here Uh, i'm trying to see stuff like where did stuff connect in so um that actually what we thought was originally like a clock or uh that up there yeah. is that the elevator oh it is i was but it's built- funny because that's not the style that it had that's why because it had the it had the yeah it has the, the row yeah but the the actual picture that they are the the image they have on the cover is one of the old ones that look like a clock counting down yeah. or up yeah yeah um we've got the woman uh that gets sucked into the octopus or into the medicine cabinet yep that's her right there is that the dude that uh gets his dick this exploded is the, yeah this is him yeah but i don't think wearing, that ivy has anything to do with anything yeah he was wearing um when he oh that's right crowned, yeah. uh, the, he, the cherries yeah so he's got um like an ivy crown on him yeah and the three guys are the the frat brothers when they yep grab him uh we've got the wedding rings mm-hmm. the chest that she goes into yep and then this um, is this is her too on the table over here i think you think so oh with her legs cut off yeah okay we didn't talk a ton about that yeah and then the kids are the skulls that they get the, of the the yes yep. serial mm-hmm. killers babies or that yep. she kept the dead bride okay but i'm looking at that clancy brown it is totally they did the painting and then they totally did just photoshop in Mm -hmm. a picture of clancy brown and it doesn't match no uh -uh. what a shame it's a different it's the wrong color tone it's the wrong color tone it's got the wrong texture to it i mean it's very much a a filter and a and a little bit of a mask because if you even scroll up to the top hat you can see the top hat actually has uh the top hat was done as a a uh, drawing was drawn in the painting, and I wonder if they had something else there, mm. and then they just added in Clancy Brown last minute, like his face. They just photoshopped it in. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't know where he was going to be, or if they that wasn't maybe who was cast, or maybe something, or they just made the change. But it doesn't match, um, and no. that really that really wrecks that cover. I wouldn't it really say it does, wrecks it, it, but it, it definitely it, it definitely doesn't add to it. It makes the movie look cheaper than what it is. Yeah. I was actually really impressed with the sets. Um, I even told you at one point, I was like, damn, they've really done a good job of um, making everything feel very full. Uh, and um, it was like they were very intentional with everything that was on set. Well, and it, it didn't feel like sometimes with anthologies where you're like, you can tell they're skimping on a budget because, you know, mm-hmm. it's, in every anthology, there's one that you're like, this is the standout one that's getting the money. Yeah. Um, this one didn't feel like it. Uh, like they all felt fairly well done. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I, I, that, that cover really does bother me in a way that I just, I think it sets an expectation for like a bad movie. But it wasn't. No, uh, I think, yeah, that gets to the part where like, we both recommend this, right? Like, yeah. And you know, now, you know, with any recommendation for an anthology, I'm always going to give like a point and a half higher than what that movie might deserve just because <laughs> yeah. I love anthologies. I'm a, <laughs> I don't know whether it's I have a bad attention span or if it's just the uh, it's like the tapas principle of movies where I'm just like, I just take a little plate, little plate, of, little, little plate of horror, little, little, little taste of horror. Oh, that's not good. Good. Oh, I have another plate of horror. <laughs> I like the sneaky snacks. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm a fan of the child's play fun mix, except like and I understand sometimes I'm going to get a vanilla Tootsie Roll and those taste like poop, Cthulhu poop. Cthulhu poop. <laughs> Cthulhu. Um, <laughs> but it's the Cthulhu poop that makes the whole mix work because you can't always have it good. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yes. Would, would, I, would you recommend it? I would recommend this movie and with no caveats. I I enjoyed it. And uh, let's see what's the guy's name that did this. It was like Brian something. I also uh, want to give a shout out to Robert Schmobert if he's listening to this, because I'm 95 percent sure this is one of those ones that like he sent us to watch. Yeah. On like a thumb drive and a like, you need to see this. And then <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> um, Ryan Spindle, Ryan Spindle, I'm going to tag you in this. Hopefully I can find you uh, more, please. <laughs> more chewery please <laughs> i why if you are interested in raven's end as a town becoming a movie let me know i would be happy to listen to you pitch that not that i have any sort of sway anywhere <laughs> but just, yeah, just i, I think hollywood I, should approve and I then you have some papers and you go tip 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 I won't even take credit for it. Well, actually, you know what? I would appreciate in the end of the credits be like, thank you by its cover podcast. Thanks. Listen to them. They're great. Speaking of saying great things about by its Are cover. Are you making demands of this poor man <laughs> for a movie that is, you know what, Ryan? Um, I just hope you give this a listen. Oh my I'm God, less demanding than her. He's adorable. You want to see him? I feel like I'm not going to have a choice. Yeah, I'm going to share them with you. Yeah, that's what share. I thought. Look at how cute he is. Okay. Okay. Anyways. 50 States of Fright. <laughs> You're like, what else has he done? <laughs> yeah, well, not as bad as the California. California mm -hmm. <laughs> is what I hear it's called now. Oh, no. Um. So, anyways, Ryan... Uh, thank you for uh, doing this movie on Raven's End. Uh, thanks for bringing us one in the future. But those of you that are listening right now, if you would go and find us on the different podcast places that you listen, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and review us, it really helps if they're positive. <laughs> yeah. I just... I'm just assuming if you've sat through this whole thing, you've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, if you really like this podcast, share it with someone. And if you didn't like this podcast, keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> What's wrong uh, with you? Don't crush our dreams. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, where can we find you on social media? 
Oh, gosh, G. Willikers. You can find me at Kevin underscore egg on everything from Twitter, Instagram to TikTok. You can find me at Kevin Eggleston on Facebook or Kevin Eggleston's page on Facebook. And you can find me at my website, KevinEggleston.com, which for once updated with tour dates. And why is that? Because you got real mad real long time. No, that's not why. You, you took a swing. No, it's because I put a reoccurring event on his calendar to remind him. <laughs> the way you got to do it. You got to find out my email address and then you can literally make me do anything. Like if you had 9 a.m. rob a bank, I'd be like, well, I put it there for a reason. <laughs> Guess I better get to it. Yeah. Hope they make balaclavas and extra, extra large. <laughs> uh, you can also find him on Patreon.com. Balaclavas, right? Yeah, balaclavas. I'm not thinking of baklavas, which is like the the pastry. Right. Which actually, I don't really care for those. We never had one. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a croissant man. Croissant. Anyways. um, If you're in. You can find us on Patreon. Forward slash Kevin Eggleston. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, you should go to Leviathan Bakehouse. They have some chocolate croissants that are delightful. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Leviathan Bakehouse. You don't you don't sponsor us, but you got ta- you got tasty treats, bro. <laughs> um, OK, so you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and Tumblr at By Its Cover Pod, Facebook and YouTube By Its Cover Podcast. And we thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed having Kevin back as much as I did. Oh, yeah. You ain't getting rid of me. Gonna have no. to burn me out of here. No, we're not yeah. Gilbert. We're I'm not- like a, t- I'm like a tick. I'm all nestled up in there. No, were you gonna say I'm not like Gilbert Grape? We're not gonna Gilbert Grape you. Jesus, I didn't die. You just said. I don't want to kill you. You weren't gonna have to until you Gilbert Graped me. <laughs> You also, said, of all the characters on Gilbert, what's eating Gilbert Grape? I'm the mom. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> you said you have to burn me out of here. What did yeah. they do with the mom? Like a tick. Well, I'm you... all nestled. I'm all nestled in this movie goodness, just sucking it dry of its life. Instead of I'm a very large woman that can't get outdoors. Kevin, why you yeah. make this word? You made me obese and then set me on fire. You made yourself a nestling insect. Uh, Nestling arachnid. End the podcast. Okay. Uh, On that note, although it feels very weird after the conversation we just had, uh, comedy is the new sex. Comedy is the new sex.